1: Well, we made it to the end of another week. Who knows what they'll find at the White House this weekend. Uh, that is where we start a Friday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, no interest in finding the person whose cocaine was left at the White House. Found at the White House last week. It was a big enough deal at the time to vacate the White House, which seemed like a smart decision. I mean, white powder uh, of unknown origin. Could certainly be uh, nefarious, even deadly, if it's anthrax. So we cleared the White House out. And then it's almost as if once they found out, it was only cocaine. Remember the story I told you yesterday about the coach who told a friend of mine after refusing to suspend a star player for having marijuana? It was just a little dope. It was just a little dope. It was just a little coke in this case. And guess what? We found out that this is like the third time they found drugs. In the White House, because the other two times, it was just a little dope. It was just marijuana. And you say, well, certainly the Biden administration and Democrats do not want America to think that being on drugs and serving at the White House is okay. Well, before you jump to that conclusion, uh, let's listen to esteemed House of Representatives member Jamie Raskin of... uh, New York.
0: I've heard Republican members suggest that they should drug test everybody who is in the White House for that week or that day. That would strike me as a, you know, a massively disproportionate and overblown response.
1: Massively disproportionate and overblown to find out whose cocaine it is at the White House. I, I think they had a, I think they double teamed the White House cocaine investigation, put two of their best men on it, Deputy Barney Fife and Inspector Jacques Clouseau. I think both handled the (laughs) look into whose cocaine it was at the White House, which all I guess we're going to know about the White House cocaine is that they changed the location where it was found three different times, and they told us it couldn't be Hunter. First of all, they would not answer definitively, whether the cocaine belonged to anyone in the Biden family. Because you're not allowed to ask that question. That's what Corinne Jean-Pierre said. Can't ask that. It's really disrespectful to ask that question. Why is it disrespectful to ask that question? Because the Bidens were not here on Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Or Monday. Of last week. Then it turns out. They were there on Friday until 6.30 p.m. Now, if somebody was at your house all day until 6.30 p.m. And somebody asked you the next day, hey, was were Joe and Marie over at your house yesterday? Nope. Nope. They were never here. Wait a minute. I thought I saw them driving out the driveway at 6.30 p.m. No, they were not here. Not here at all. Are we crazy to be suspicious about this? Wow, this is um, this is par for the course, I guess. So if I'm a terrorist now, I'm asking myself, could I smuggle anthrax into the White House and get away with it? I mean, I think. And the, while they had Inspector Cluzo and Barney Fife on the investigation together, they had the same two guys who were in charge of watching Jeffrey Epstein all night, those same two guys were running the security cameras at the White House. What a complete joke this And where's the media on this? Oh, you know what? If this were Trump's White House, the media would have no questions. They would have no questions. They would let this drop. It would be a week. Oh, what a detailed investigation. Oh, President Trump, he's on top of it. I'm sure that would be the takeaway. Uh, Let me just mention, by the way, to the White House's shoulder shrug over the fact that someone at the White House is snorting cocaine. Are we not in an era where a lot of kids die because whatever drug they think they're taking Something as harmless as Adderall, seemingly harmless. I mean, I wouldn't I don't recommend taking Adderall, but Adderall's not supposed to kill you. But it does a fair amount of times. Why? Because it's laced with fentanyl. Presumably, someone in the Biden administration, if they're in the Biden administration, would the Biden administration not argue that they have a very, oh, they're a very consequential position. It's a very important. They're doing important work. Well, if they're taking cocaine to do the important work, what if the cocaine is laced with fentanyl? And what if the person dies? Would that be something they'd want to stop before it happened? Do we have drug-sniffing dogs at the White House? Like, what? Uh, just, Just incredible to me. Just incredible that there's levels of my incredulity. Number one is that they would... Stop. Why would you stop investigating? Who put the time limit on this? And number two, the White House press corps is kind of like, okay, well, I guess it's over. So what? Okay, nothing to see here. That's kind of the whole theme of this administration. It is the nothing to see here administration. Inflation's up, borders lousy, international standing compromised. Chinese spy balloon flying over. Him. No, nothing to see here. Man, oh, man. This is incredible to me. The Not only the stuff they try to get away with, but the feeble excuses they give to get away with it and the way the media laps it up. All of it is just absolutely incredible to me. Just when I think they can't get worse and that our media can't get... Dumber. They do. Now, lest you think I rip only on Democrats, what is going on in Summit County, which is up by Akron and Canton, is 100% dead wrong. And that's pretty close to Cleveland, which, you know, stinks of Democrats. But the guy that is in the crosshairs of an investigation in Summit County is not a Democrat. It is Bob Young, Republican House member. It certainly appears that Mr. Young has some kind of an issue that resulted in him committing multiple acts of domestic violence a week ago today. And the Akron Beacon Journal, doing the work of what a newspaper should do, asking for all the investigative materials and reports, is being stonewalled. By the Summit County Sheriff's Office. They're not releasing the stuff they're supposed to release 911 calls and all that. So that's wrong. That's totally wrong. That should stop. That should not happen. So I can be fair. It's just way easier. I always am fair. It's not that I can't be fair. It's that most of the time, Democrats are the ones doing stuff like this. But in that case, it's a Republican doing it. Hey, it got exciting yesterday at the Target in Hilliard. Some enterprising store employee who apparently hasn't seen that stopping someone from shoplifting is racist uh, stopped Trayvon Patterson when he tried to leave the store with stolen merchandise. The people at Target were alerted to Mr. Patterson's presence because he is a well-known thief at that store. So they called police when they saw him come in when he left. They hemmed in his car with unmarked police cruisers, which he proceeded to ram to try to get out of the parking lot. They pulled him out of his car, tased him, and then found that he had two loaded handguns in his backpack and multiple containers of fentanyl and cocaine. Has Trayvon been to the White House lately? Would I be the only one wondering that? Oh, he also had a woman with him who uh, he said or she said he had previously sold drugs to her. Now, what I find interesting about this whole thing is kudos to Hilliard police getting him detained. They found out that he had outstanding warrants for for uh, were the outstanding warrants. Multiple outstanding warrants, multiple outstanding warrants. What's he doing out? What is he doing out? If he's got multiple outstanding warrants, he's going to have robbery, having weapons under disability, felony fleeing, eluding aggregated draft, aggregated trafficking and drugs, receiving stolen property. What's he doing out? If he has all these warrants, this question came to mind the other day when I was reading the story online about the anniversary of the shooting at the, uh, Glenwood Rec Center last summer where somebody lost their life and a 16-year-old woman was shot and the story was all about how traumatized she is by this shooting and then I get all the way down to the bottom of the story and I find out that 15-year-old Avente Solomon is being charged as an adult in the case with two counts of murder one count of attempted murder and two counts of felonious assault and the very last sentence says Solomon bonded out of jail. He's out. He's walking around his neighborhood. Well, I was not wrong yesterday when I uh, noted about the uh, latest murder in Columbus of 55-year-old Vijayakumar Nair. Uh, He was the owner and operator of Mike's Carry Out and Drive Thru. Uh, who was murdered on Wednesday afternoon about 2 p.m. Store is at 1436 South Hamilton Road. The store now has a makeshift memorial outside. Flowers, teddy bears, notes from people in the community. As I said, uh, Mr. Nair was someone who tried to make his community better by building, opening, and running a business in his community. And for his trouble, he was killed, senselessly, needlessly, as is always the case, when there is a murder. The suspect is uh, not yet in custody. Hopefully he will be. Uh, But some of the comments that have come in to various news outlets around town, uh, a customer said Mr. Nair was like family to her nine-year-old son. She said he doesn't see his father every day, and Mike that's the uh, English name that Mr. Nair went by, was like a father to him. He loved my boys and my boys loved him. Uh, friends told him that uh, he should be careful, that he should get security, that he was silly to work alone. He persisted in doing so because he has um, pride of ownership, pride of something that he built, hoping to make his Columbus uh, his Columbus community better. Uh, CPD has issued a photo from the security cameras. The guy who did it was wearing a gray shirt and black pants. That won't help him narrow it down. He had a mask on. He was driving a red or reddish car. Mr. Nair, father of two teenage sons who moved here from India many years ago. So a very, very sad story as uh, I knew it was when I saw it. I was like, man, this is going to be one of these uh, guys who people in the community know, love, and uh, that community is already struggling and One of the good guys is um, no longer there to help it thrive. Ohio State University Board of Trustees meeting today. They are going to, expected to, ask for the maximum increase in academic fees for the coming year. Welcome to Columbus, kids. That'll be another 3%, which raises to 12 $12,859, the tuition for an in-state student, $12,859. Let's have a little fun, shall we? My first quarter at Ohio State University in the fall of 1978, okay? So we're on a quarter system then. They're on semesters now. How much do you think I paid? For tuition and fees, what my annual tuition and fees would have been for my freshman year at Ohio State in 1978. Wow, that's a long time ago, Bruce. Yes, it is. That's 22. That's, holy cow, it's 45 years ago. Wow, you're old. Yes, I am. My annual tuition and fees were less than $900. Less than 900 for three quarters of academic instruction. I remember it well. $286. $286 as a full-time student times three, fall quarter, winter quarter, spring quarter. $286. $900. Now it's only $12,000 more than that for the year. What's that rate of inflation? I don't want to hurt myself by trying to figure it out. You can figure it out if you're a math genius. But fees. I mean, I got out of Ohio State for like ten grand. It wouldn't even get you one year of tuition. Not to, not to mention room and board. My room and board, the fall of my freshman year was five hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Room and board, meals, everything. Uh, non-residents will see a five point two percent increase, which will hike their tuition and fees by about twelve hundred and fifty dollars. If you're from out of state, you will pay $38,365 to attend Ohio State University. Why would you do that? I would never understand people coming from another state to go to Ohio State. I know your Buckeye pride is showing and you're wondering how I can dare question what goes on over there, but. I, just, I, I do not see it. Do not see it. Uh, last May, Ohio State raised tuition and fees 4.6% for its resident students. They will uh, get it all underway at OSU for their fall semester on August the 22nd. Hoo-ha. Can't wait for it. All right. Joe Biden said something yesterday at his uh, press conference in Helsinki, Finland, that I thought at the time was really stupid. Like really, really stupid regarding prisoner exchanges and that he's open to further trades for prisoners. Uh, This to me is a strategy that you do not want to put out there. Here is what Biden had to say about prisoner exchanges.
0: Well, I'm serious about prisoner exchanges. I'm serious about doing all we can to free Americans from being illegally held in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. And that process is underway. Well, um,
1: hmm. So he's serious about prisoner exchanges. We have a Wall Street Journal reporter over there. We've got Paul Whelan who's been over there for the better part of a decade. We just had Brittany Griner over there. We traded them... A known arms dealer, killer, terrorist, Victor Boot, for Brittany Griner. After we traded Victor Boot for a WNBA basketball player, the Wall Street Journal reporter was taken for the same bogus reason that Russia always grabs American citizens. Well, no, not the same reason, because... While Paul Whelan and this Wall Street Journal reporter were grabbed for espionage, Brittany Griner was grabbed for bringing vaping cartridges loaded with cannabis oil into Russia, which she admitted she did. But we traded for the American citizen who actually did break Russian law because, of course, the WNBA season would not be as riveting as it apparently is, with Britney Griner playing in it. So the idea that trading prisoners leads to more prisoners being taken, we'll tackle next.
0: Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.